I saw a friend who was rehabbing on it after knee surgery and he had posted a video on Facebook and I kind of, you know, posted a wisecrack response, like, you know, can anybody use this or do you have to be, you know, need a medical reason? Because like, I'm just fat and I want to know what it's like to run not fat. I want to know why people enjoy running because Mm -hmm. I don't understand that right now. And Todd Buckingham, who was the person who was running the lab where the equipment was, saw that and he's like, no, you know, come on in. It's, it's not very expensive to book a session. Come on in and give it a try. And I went in and I sat across the desk from him and he asked, you know, what are your goals? And I said, I just want to hate running less. If you're an avid runner and looking for help to understand the science, simplify the complicated, and remove hurdles so that your next run is not only fun and fulfilling, but also fuels you with passion and purpose, then you're in the right place. Runner Click presents The Passionate Runner with your host, me, Whitney Hines. Hi, and welcome to episode 16 of Runner Clicks, the Passionate Runner podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Hines. I'm a lifelong runner, a certified running coach, and founder of themotherrunners.com, a resource for moms who run. And today we get to talk to Liz Fanko, who has an amazing story of transformation after having, wait for it, eight kids and losing more than 100 pounds. Liz started running later in life. She is a M-O-M, mother of many, and her story is about weight loss and sustainable lifestyle change, being a multi-sport athlete, and running for a cause. And her story was so inspiring that she was actually featured on NBC's The Today Show. So we are going to get to more of Liz's story in just a moment, but first we have a short message from our sponsor, Runner Click. If you are an avid runner and looking for help to understand the science, simplify the complicated, and remove hurdles so that your next run is not only fun and fulfilling, but also fuels you with passion and purpose, then you are in the right place. Runner Click presents The Passionate Runner with your host, Whitney Hines. Liz, thanks so much for coming on the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. It's nice to finally see you. I know. (laughs) And for the listeners, you're recording in the car because you have eight kids and also you live on a farm. So we were hearing the roosters crowing before we hit record, which I think is so fun. Yes. Yeah. It's the most mom thing ever to have my quiet place be in the car. (laughs) (laughs) It so is though. I mean, I take calls in the car and yeah, and it's good acoustics. So it's a pro move what you're doing there. There we go. If I decide to break into song, you know, I've got perfect acoustics for that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So this could very easily turn into a parenting podcast, but we're, we're not going to do that since we have people that are not parents listening to this, but I want to start by first asking what the ages of all your kids are. Okay. Well, my oldest will be 24 in two days and then 18, 17, 15, 13, 11, 10, 9. Oh my goodness. They're all so close together. Yeah, mostly 14, wow. 18 months apart for the most part. Just, I like organized chaos. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, from the little bit that I know about you, 
I can see that you excel at that. Even just like when I was asking for ideas for meals for runners yesterday and you chimed in and said that you like to have like a salad bar ready in the fridge in little containers so that you can whip them out whenever like that I can tell that you are very good at thinking ahead and organizing, which I guess as a mom of eight, you have to, you have to be that way. Anything that makes life easier and, you know, allows us to get from point A to point B faster. Yeah. I've probably adopted at this point just out of necessity. Yeah. So did you always want to have a big family? I grew up as one of five, but in premarital counseling, I told my husband that I wanted six kids and he wanted two kids. So the way that we say that is on any given day, he takes care of two. I take care of six and we both got our way. Oh, (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Well, I would say that you clearly won in that. (laughs) Basically, you just added the two numbers together and there you go. You have eight kids. I don't know how you do it. And have you always lived on a farm since you've been married? No, I grew up in rural New Hampshire. So farming was normal for me. But my husband grew up in Livonia in Metro Detroit area in a subdivision. And so it took quite a few years of marriage for me to uh, to get him to the point that he was willing to trade sidewalks and uh, neatly manicured lawns for chickens and tractors and goats needing to be fed at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. But it's also like, I'm sure you were able to appeal to him in the way that it's it's more peaceful. It's a slower life. You kind of appreciate the simpler things of life. It's not so frenetic, although it is chaotic, I'm sure, with eight <laughs> <laughs> it is, but it keeps the eight kids occupied. So like yesterday, our 13 year old son got home from school and disappeared for five hours Said he was going on a bike ride, went to go play in the river. And that's, I love summers, especially out on the farm, just because that's what I grew up with was, mm-hmm. you know, you go outside to play for hours at a time. You're not sitting, staring at a screen. You're, you know, playing in the woods, you're building forts, you're, you're swimming in the river or kayaking on the river. Our kids love to stick their kayaks on the river down the road from the farm and all the kids can play together. You know, we have a wide range of ages in our children, but they're all able to come up with projects that they can do together. And we have a soccer field that we lined at the farm. And so a bunch of them will go out and play soccer. And it's just, it's the pace of childhood that we wanted our kids to have. So yes, I've won him over in that regard. I think there are times that he still misses the neatly manicured lawns and the sidewalks and not having to feed animals early in the morning or late at night. But um, the pace is definitely different out here. And it was nice during COVID too, because we raise so much of the food that our family eats now. We do cows, pigs, goats, ducks, chickens, turkeys, and then produce as well. And you know, we didn't have to go to the grocery store. It didn't matter that our kids were home from school, virtual learning, because we had what we needed right here. And it really wasn't super disruptful disruptive of our lives to say, Hey, we're going to, you know, stay home as a family for a few months because we had what we needed here. So that was really cool. That is really cool. So outside of the pandemic, when you're cooped up at home, do you guys sell what you produce or we do? I have, I sell jam and applesauce and pie filling and things like that. We also, 
like the last time we did cows, we sold off one of the cows worth of meat and kept the other one for us. Same thing when we do pigs and turkeys and things. But our goal is not necessarily to profit from it. Mm -hmm. It is to make enough to cover the cost of what we're raising to feed our family. So it's like, well, if we're going to raise pigs or cows, you know, raise two instead of one, sell one, and that'll cover the cost of the feed and everything for the one that we're raising for our family. So it's important to us to, for our kids to know where their food comes from. And that helps cover the cost of, of the food that our family eats because a family of 10 eats a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> that was kind of the goal that we set. We wanted to be more self-sufficient and that's a way that we can cover the cost of what our family raises and consumes. Wow. That's amazing. And so that's such a great idea. And so in addition to taking care of so many kids and animals and waking up early and going to bed late, do you guys work like full-time jobs too? Or I spent 20 years in the legal world, working as a paralegal, writing briefs, and just actually left that last April and came home full-time for the first time. I've never been home full-time. And then took on, actually recently took on a part-time job working for Tries for Health, which is one of the largest triathlon organizations in the state of Michigan. So I'm I'm doing what I love now. I'm helping put on triathlons. And then I'm also on staff for Grand Rapids Marathon. So I help put on races as well, in addition to triathlons. And then my husband works in procurement logistics. So he works full-time a few days from home and the other days in the office. But yeah, this is kind of the first time in our married life that I haven't had a full-time job outside of the house. So that's been kind of an adjustment for us over the past year, but it's given me more time to pursue the things that I love to do. That's amazing too, that you've found work doing what you love to do. Sounds like a perfect situation. It sounds like your days are very rich and full. Definitely full, definitely rich. Um, yeah, I've this past year especially has been amazing. Um, and it's been awesome to be able to use my gifts and my passions to to help other people. But it's one of those, you know, find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And I love working on races. I love helping put them together. I love planning them. Like race day and the day before races are just, they are so energizing for me. It doesn't matter. I'm on my feet for 14 hours working with people. I just, I leave at the end of the day and I'm just so excited. I just, I love working in that realm. Oh, I love that. I mean, yeah, the race day vibes are, they're unmatched really. So I can imagine that being involved and helping put it on and, and offer these people this wonderful experience can just be so invigorating for you. Let's kind of back up and start with how you got into running. Because I know, I mean, gosh, having eight kids, especially so close together is going to wreak havoc on your body. So did you start running after eight kids or before in the middle? How did that come about? So I was a lifelong never runner. (laughs) Non-athlete is the best way I could describe it. I had the asthma note, so I never had to run the mile in school. I was just not, I was, I was overweight as a kid and as a teenager and really just not athletic at all. And so that was surprised me when one of my kids took on something athletic. I'm like, where'd you get that gene from? Definitely not for me. <laughs> but yeah, I never had any interest in doing anything athletic other than coaching soccer. But I was always a stand in place on the sidelines coach. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. out there running around with the kids. 
And in 2018, two of my kids, Francesca was 11 at the time and Teddy was 14 at the time, Team World Vision had come to our church and given a talk about what they do. Team World Vision is the number one non-governmental provider of clean water in the world. They bring clean water to one person every 10 seconds. And the way that they raise money for that is recruiting people to do endurance races across the country. And then they do some of the big international races as well, like Berlin, Tokyo, London. So they, and they recruit largely at churches. So they had, we'd had a team at our church for several years and I'd always heard them speak. And I was like, yeah, no, that's not for me. <laughs> Let me write a check for clean water, but you won't see me out there running. And uh, in 2018, two of my kids heard them speak in the service and said, mom, we want to do that. We want to do a half marathon this year with World Vision for Clean Water. And I was like, well, crap, someone's going to have to drive them to group runs. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to drive them to group runs and sit in the car. So Chessie, Francesca, my 11-year-old said, mom, you should run it with us. And I'm like, well, I don't run. Maybe I can walk it with you. And so I signed up thinking like, there's no way, like 13 miles is most definitely an impossibility, but I'll try. And so that year, like our, the first day of training with World Vision is just 20 minutes of, you know, run, walk, alternating. And I remember went to the track with my kids. It was June of 2018. And um, I didn't even make it 20 minutes. I made it 17 minutes. Like I ended up throwing up on the side of the track. Oh my um, goodness. <laughs> just trying to jog one lap around the track. Like I puked after my first lap around the track, like this is not going to go well. So after 17 minutes of just walking and trying to jog around the track, like I'm like, it takes three minutes to walk back to the car. That three minutes is going to get me to 20. Like I couldn't even do the whole 20 on the track. That's because I weighed about 300 pounds and that's how out of shape I was. And I talked to a friend that night and she was like, you know, just look at the next day on the calendar. I'm like, okay, well, the next day is a 30 minute walk. I can walk for 30 minutes. And it was just a day at a time. Like I went out and bought shoes that weren't, you know, $10 Walmart shoes. I'm like, why on earth am I spending this much on shoes until I actually ran in running shoes for the first time? I was like, oh, this is why people <laughs> love running shoes. <laughs> I feel like I'm running on a cloud. Like it doesn't hurt for every step. But yeah, it was just, it was a day at a time, a day at a time. I started going to the group runs on Saturdays and realized there were people that were all paces, you know, that you didn't have to be, you know, have the short shorts and the tank top, you know, that coordinated and, and everything to be a runner. Like there was, you know, all shapes and sizes and ages there. And I felt I was so worried that the running community was going to look at me and be like, uh, yeah, no, you don't fit here. Like you can go sit in your car and write a check, but they weren't. Runners have are so welcoming. And that was amazing to me. And those group runs on Saturdays really for the 18 weeks of training is what got me across that first half marathon finish line. It took me, I think about four hours and 15 minutes to do my first half marathon. And it was a huge challenge, but I did it. And I always tell people, when you go from, I could never do something, when you cross that first finish line and that I could never becomes an I just did, like the world opens up for you because all of a sudden you realize that you are actually capable of more than you thought that you could do. 
And so the next year in 2019, when I crossed that finish line and it inspired my husband and the rest of our kids to join us. So in 2019, our whole family did the half marathon with Team World Vision, including our youngest who are only six and seven years old at the oh time. My goodness. Um, wow. So our, our youngest kids, our youngest daughters, Juliet and Felicity were six and seven years old the first time they did the Grand Rapids half marathon. And, but we did it as a family, all different paces. We trained together for 18 weeks. And then in 2020, even during COVID, we did it again in 2021. We did it again. We're doing it again this year. And so, but I was always, I was doing it. I was doing the training. I was doing the miles. I was doing the time, but I was never getting any faster. I was still mostly walk a little bit of jog. I still didn't understand how people could love running. I didn't understand how people could talk while they were running, how people could smile while they were running. It was something that I was passionate about doing because of the cause, because of Team World Vision and because we were having a huge impact. Our family has raised the past three or four years, over $10,000 a year for clean water each year, which brings, it takes $50 to bring clean water to one person for life. And so we set a family goal every year of bringing clean water to 200 people. And we've hit that the past, I think, three years or four years. Each year we've hit that and brought clean water to over 200 people just by committing to moving our feet. And so for me, even though I hated running and I was really, really slow, I was going to keep doing it because we were passionate about the cause that I was moving my feet for. I didn't find running, running (laughs) and enjoy running until this past year, though. And how did that come about? So I went to, I signed up for the New York City Marathon with Team World Vision, because when you hit certain fundraising levels, you get guaranteed entries into the marathon majors. And so I signed up for the marathon and I was like, okay, I cannot walk 26 miles. Like, I don't want to be the last one across the finish line in New York. If I'm going to do this, I want to do it well and I want to enjoy it. So in January of 2021, I had heard about a piece of equipment called the Alter G treadmill. And I know you've used that for your mm-hmm. rehab. I had no idea what it was. And I, I saw a friend who was rehabbing on it after knee surgery and he had posted a video on Facebook and I kind of, you know, posted a wisecrack response. Like, you know, can anybody use this or do you have to be, you know, need a medical reason because like, I'm just fat and I want to know what it's like to run not fat. I want to know why people enjoy running because mm-hmm. I don't understand that right now. And Todd Buckingham, who was the person who was running the lab where the equipment was, saw that and he's like, no, you know, come on in. It's it's not very expensive to book a session. Come on in and give it a try. And I went in and I sat across the desk from him and he asked, you know, what are your goals? And I said, I just want to hate running less. Like... <laughs> Loving running seems to be a complete impossibility. Like I do not ever envision myself loving running, but if you could just help me hate it less, that would be awesome. Like if I could come in here and get on this treadmill and you can reduce my weight down to, you know, 50% of my body weight. And for that half an hour or 45 minutes, a few times a week, I could love running and then go back out and do my training on my own and not enjoy it. But, you know, two or three times a week doing that would at least get me through training. And so that was, that was the goal that we set up. So I started running on the Ultra G treadmill with Todd three times a week and about two months into it, you know, Todd and I had developed a friendship because you spend a lot of time 
talking when, you know, he's standing next to a treadmill and I'm zipped into it. So I'm not going anywhere. And uh, I was teasing him about, you know, we were texting back and forth and I was teasing him about, you know, you kind of conquered everything because he's a national champion and world champion triathlete. And he's got, you know, a laundry list of titles that he's won. And I said, you kind of conquered everything. Like what's your next big challenge? And he said, I think you're my next big challenge. Like you, (laughs) you put so much time into cheering everybody else on and helping everybody else with things and pouring into other people, but nobody's pouring into you. And he took that on as a commitment that he was going to invest his time in me to help me succeed and connected me with a dietitian that changed not necessarily what I was eating, but the way that I was eating, I was drastically under eating, trying desperately to lose weight, but instead not fueling myself properly for my runs. And it kind of put my body into starvation mode. But just he completely overhauled the way that I was training and the way that I was eating. And I started losing weight rapidly. I went from 300 pounds to that was in in January of 2021. I was 300 pounds. By September of 2021, I weighed 180. Oh, my goodness. I didn't realize it was that quickly. Yeah, it was like four or five pounds a week for a while and the whole time eating more than I'd been eating before. And it was an incredible like period of nine months there between 300 and 180 where I was running with Todd three times a week. And uh, he was checking in on me with my other training. I learned how to swim in there. I got on a bike for the first time since high school and learned how to ride a bike again. I did my first triathlon. Todd paced me in a race that I remember, you know, when we, when I first started running with him, I said, you know, my goal, like if I could have a time goal, I've never broken a 45 minute 5k. Like I'd love to run a 5k in less than 45 minutes and actually be back, you know, in time for the award ceremony. Cause the award ceremony is always like 45 minutes after the 5k start. And I've never been back for an award ceremony. Like I'm not going to get an award, but I've never even been back in time to see an award ceremony because it always took me longer than 45 minutes to do a 5k. And, um, in March of 2021, he dragged me through a 5k and it was, I felt like death the whole time. And it was just walk run intervals, but I mean, it was a 41 minute 5k, which to me felt huge. That's Mm -hmm. I had, you know, been trying for years to break 45 and never could. So I remember just being, at once I could breathe again at the end and like laying on the ground, <laughs> being so excited that I finally did a 5k in 41 minutes. And that was like, oh, like I can set more goals now. And a few months after that, I ran a 5k in 37 minutes. And a few months after that, I ran a 5k in 32 minutes. So like, this oh, is wow. amazing. Like, and I did the, the Grand Rapids half marathon last year my 11 year old son asked me to pace him. And that was so huge for me because so many of my kids are so much faster than me that our training has as a family for years has been, you know, we go to wherever we're going to run that night and everyone kind of takes off. And I was left at the back with whoever wanted to walk or do a little jogging that day. And my boys, especially, they all run cross country and track and um, they've always been much faster than me. But I finally got faster than my son, Timmy, who was 11. And he really wanted to break a three minute or a three hour half marathon this past October. And he said, mom, can you pace me in that? 
And that was like, cue the ugly crying because the fact that, that my 11 year old was asking me to pace him and I'd always been so much slower than him. But like remembering my first half marathon a few years ago was four hours and 15 minutes. And this past October, I ran the half marathon and paced him to like two hours and 47 minutes. So like an hour and a half faster than I had been a few years ago. And like this year, my, I already hit my pace goal. I'm under two thirty for a half marathon and working towards being sub nine minute pace on a 5k and just, yeah, it's, I love running now. Like I got up at 4:45 this morning to drive to downtown Grand Rapids to go run with a run club group that I'm a part of. Like I was never even a morning person before running and now I'm like, woohoo, I get to get up early and go <laughs> run with people. It's been life-changing for me. It really has to go from you know, I could never understand how people could talk while they're running. Like you see people jogging with friends. They're like, oh, I wish I could like run with friends and talk and look happy and not feel miserable. And I never, that didn't click in my mind. That that made no sense to me. And now I understand that. And I, I crave running with friends. I crave that time, you know, especially as a mom, carving out time for yourself is really, really difficult. And I tell people a huge part of the transformation this past year was the fact that Todd carved out time and showed me that I needed to prioritize myself, that I'm a better mom when I prioritize myself. I'm a better wife when I prioritize myself, that I kind of needed, you know, I needed to take all that mental energy that I'm pouring into everybody else and kind of section off a small bit of that for me and to make sure that I'm taken care of also because the phrase, you know, you can, you can't pour from an empty cup. And as a mom, I'm like, yeah, no, that's, we pour from an empty cup all the time. Like we get up and we're exhausted and we're stretched a million different directions, but we still get it done. Like everything that still needs to get done that day gets done. Everybody still gets to where they need to be. And, you know, life moves on. And as a mom, you figure out how to pour from an empty cup. And when Todd started pouring into my cup, And investing his time in me, it was so foreign to me because my cup had been empty for so long from stretching myself thin, doing stuff for other people. But now that I know how to invest some time in myself, like I'm never going back. (laughs) I don't want to, I don't want to give up my running time. I don't want to give up that mental health reset, I guess, for me every day of just, just taking that time and kind of quieting my mind. And, you know, there's not a million places when I'm out running, there's not a million places I have to be. There's not a million things I need to do. It's I'm focused on, you know, what is my training say for today or what's my pace supposed to be or how many miles I need to get done. But other than that, it's just, it's either me time or it's time with my friends if I'm running with a group but it's, I've discovered how crucial that is for me. And one of the coolest things this past year is I started mentoring a bunch of new runners and new triathletes. And it's so cool seeing other moms and other women who have been stretched so thin, discover that for the first time in a long time, that time and that feeling of, oh, like, So I mentor a group of new runners and new triathletes, and it's been so cool to see as they either experience for the first time or the first time in a long time, that feeling of taking time for themselves, of that mental health checkup 
I guess, of investing in themselves, but also of one of the women that I mentor, and she's actually going to do her first triathlon in two weeks, but she ran her first 5k a few weeks ago and she's in her mid to late forties. And she had never run a 5k before. And even a few months ago had said, you know, she was a fellow never runner. Like, no, no, I don't. Running is not something I could ever do. And we met a few times a week to do intervals, you know, started with a one-to-one rock run and worked our way up. And during the 5K, she ran a full mile for the first time. Oh, wow. And that was that was so cool to see. I mean, she did, she PR'd in the 5K over what our training runs had been. And, but like, there's something about running a mile especially because it was like a hated thing in gym class. <laughs> and I never could. I ran my first mile last year, but seeing people who have been, who are non-athletes, who are never runners, who are, you know, later, I don't want to say later on in life because I'm, I'm 42 and I'm not old. I refuse to think of myself as old, but people who have never been athletically inclined to run a mile for the first time and to realize what they're capable of is just the coolest thing ever. And to hear from people, actually, as I was setting up for this podcast, I was getting text messages from a woman who I did dress alterations for her, for her daughter's prom dress a few weeks ago. And we were kind of talking about my story and she messaged me a few days later. She's like, you've inspired me to start running. Like I signed up for a 5k. I found a training plan. Like I'm going to do this. And I was answering shoe questions for her as we were setting up for this, uh, for this uh, podcast, because she has questions about like what kind of shoes to get and socks to get, but she started training and it's so cool to see that. It's so cool to see people taking on something new, taking time to invest in themselves. As moms, especially, we give so much time, so much of our time and energy to others. And I just, I wish that everyone could experience what I've experienced this past year. And so it's kind of my goal now to pour into as many people as I can to be like, hey, I'll run with you. Like, and I just started up another group and said, okay, we're going to do, you know, a 5k in July. It'll be eight weeks of training to get there. We'll meet a couple times a week. We'll do intervals. Like I'll answer any questions that you have. And I'm not like, I'm not a coach. I'm not, I've had people ask me about running coaching. I'm like, yeah, no, you do not want me to coach you in running, but I will <laughs> gladly encourage you. <laughs> you know, I'll, I will, I'll be there, you know, next to you and help you with intervals. And I'll bring a nineties running playlist and, and my Bluetooth <laughs> speaker that I wear while I'm running and, you know, we'll, will make it more enjoyable. But I, to me, like I found my passion. I have a passion for clean water. I have a passion for world vision and that's what got me into running. But like, I feel like this is who I was created to be. And it is such a cool feeling to experience that and to have found that at this point in my life. I never you know, I've, I've always been good at different things. Like I was, I was good in the legal field, but I didn't love it. And I find I, with running, it's kind of like, I wasn't good at running, but then I learned to love it. And now like, I'm still not super fast, but I, I'm better. And I want to help other people find it and love it and experience what they're capable of, regardless of their size, regardless of their age. You know, I can point to my youngest daughters and be like, okay, they did have marathons when they were six or seven. Like, you know, it's not a, I have to wait until I'm X age before I can start doing anything 
you know, big. And, you know, one of my favorite things about World Vision is we have runners who are in their 70s or 80s who do a half marathon for the first time. Like discovering that that late in life that, yes, this is something that you can accomplish. And I love that about running is, and I said earlier about the running community, is they are like the most encouraging, accepting group of people ever. Like when you're out there during a race or you're out there during a training run, it doesn't matter you know, that someone's running three times as fast as you are, there's still a smile and a wave and a great job or a, you got this. And I was so afraid of runners for so long because I was worried that I didn't fit. Like runners are not my people. Like you, you kind of know, as you grow up, like, who are your people who are not your people? I'm like, Ugh. yeah, athletes, runners, not my people. And really athletes or runners are everybody's people. Like every age, shape and size, if you can move your feet forward, you're a runner and like they're your people. And I love that about the running community. There was a a girl who came to run club this morning for the first time. And she said, you know, I was worried that there was not going to be any here that anybody here that was my pace. I'm like, hey. I'll run with you. Like she was like a 12 minute mile pace and was really worried that, you know, runners are like eight minute milers. I'm like, no, we can run 12 minute miles. And, you know, if you're pushing that, you know, we can slow it down a little and I will happily talk the entire time. So if you need to concentrate on running, you can do that. But it's, that's what I love about running is it really is. It's a community for everyone. It's like, we're your people. Come join us. Do you try to convince people that are just like, nope, I hate running. I will always hate running to give it a chance. I do. Yes. And that's, I'm a team captain for World Vision. And so that's actually something that I do. We're in the middle of launch season right now. So I had talked about how someone came to our church and launched a team. I actually go into churches and groups and share my story and share about the work that World Vision does and convince other people to sign up for a half or full marathon. And every year, 80% of our runners with world vision have never even done a 5k. So 80% of the people who sign up and do a half or full marathon with us each year have never done a three mile race before, and they're signing up for a 13 mile or a 26 mile race. So yeah, that's something I'm super passionate too, is telling people, you know, if you can, if you can move forward and move in a forward motion for 20 minutes on day one, like you can do a half marathon 18 weeks from now. And it's so cool to to sit down in like the the launch meeting after I share my story and service and talk to people who have huge doubts about it. Like, I, you know, I'm not a runner. I've never been a runner. I can't run a mile, but I feel like this is a cause that I need to get involved in. Or I feel, you know, they'll call me or send me a message a week later and say, I haven't been able to get this thought out of my head this is crazy. Tell me this is crazy. Tell me this is a bad idea. I'm like, it is crazy, but that's okay. Like, I'm going to help you through the crazy. like, <laughs> And I, I love doing that. And I love seeing one of my best friends saw me do half marathons for the first two years and kept telling me, you're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. And now she runs with Team World Vision and <laughs> she can sign up for a half marathon on a whim. Like, yeah, well, I'll pick up another one this year and, you know, I'll do a 5k with you next weekend. And it's so cool to see that transformation. I think the never runners and the non-athletes are my favorite just because I spent decades with that being me. And I love to be there to walk along or run alongside people as they discover like, oh, 
maybe I can actually do this. And, you know, when they start looking forward to going for a run, it, that when it makes that transition from, I have to go for a run to, oh, I get to go run today. Like that compulsion to that desire transition is so cool to see and to help facilitate. Yeah. And I think you, I mean, I can imagine it'd be pretty hard to not be convinced by you. Just like, well, first of all, (laughs) you're very eloquent when you speak about running and your passion for running, but also, I mean, your story, like you've, you hated running, you lived that, you know what it's like. And just being able to use that as a tool to help other people like bridge the gap from never runner to runner is, is amazing. And I love that you're working with moms in particular, because you're right. I mean, we learn to pour from an empty cup, but then a lot of times that looks like moms who are cranky, impatient, resentful, just like exhausted all the time and not like finding the joy in the moments with their kids because they just, they kind of have nothing left. And so I love that you're, you're helping other mother runners have that eureka moment and make the change too. Well, Liz, I can't thank you enough for sharing your story. I feel pretty confident that people that have listened to you speak are going to fall even more in love with running, or maybe you've changed their minds about (laughs) running. Where can people learn more about you? Well, my Instagram page is probably the best place. My Instagram handle is running underscore L and then the letter eight or number eight T-E-R. So running later on Instagram. And then I have kind of pinned in my highlights our information about, you know, if you're local uh, in the Grand Rapids area or actually even anywhere across the country and you're interested in hiring a running coach, there's information about connecting with Todd and I still train with him. There's information about World Vision in there. If you're interested in either getting involved in running with World Vision or if you just want to make a donation for clean water, that information is there too. There's information about our farm and all of that. So probably Instagram is the best way and it's running underscore L8. T-E-R. Yeah. I just want to say, it's funny when we connected first talking about the Alter G and how amazing of a contraption it is. And then I learned that Todd Buckingham was your coach. I was like, oh my goodness. Like I have quoted him so many times in articles that I've written for my site, for other sites (laughs) I've read, you know, he's been interviewed by runner's world and the print magazine. So I've seen his name there. And Oh, I have one last question. So you have, aren't you training for a big triathlon coming up or what's your next race? What's your next goal? Well, I have the Bayshore half marathon this weekend. And then I start kind of six weeks of triathlons. My, my big goal that I set for myself this year was I wanted to qualify for USAT age group nationals in triathlon. And so June 11th, I'm racing the Grand Rapids triathlon to try to qualify for nationals. If I don't qualify there, I'm going to go back to my home state of New Hampshire on June 26th and race the, uh, the white mountains triathlon to try to qualify there. So, I've got a lot of triathlons coming up. And then this fall, I'll be running the Chicago Marathon with Team World Vision the weekend before I run the Grand Rapids Marathon with Team World Vision. So I think my race calendar has 41 races this year, but a lot of that is just training miles. For me, if I have to put in the miles anyway, I can do it on a support course and get a shirt and a medal for it. I and I would rather be out there but yeah, triathlon and then um, run the Chicago Marathon this fall. 
Awesome. Well, that is, I mean, I love that, that idea. I mean, if you're going to be running anyways, might as well do it with some friends and get a medal and a t-shirt. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us (laughs) and best of luck to you. I can't wait to see how all the races go. Thank you so much. And thank you for all the information you put out as a new runner. I was thrilled to find your page because there's so much, I always say an adult onset runner as an adult (laughs) onset runner, there's so much that I'm still learning about, you know, strides and, and, you know, my Garmin and what information I can get from that and stretching and working through injuries and, and all of that. And I love your page because it's been such a great resource for me for the things that I don't know and I need to learn. So thank you so much for all the information that you put out. Oh, thanks. That's really helpful and nice to hear because sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I'm just sharing information that people don't need to know or they already need to know. So that is, that's nice to know that I'm, I'm helping people. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, have a good rest of the week and good luck in your half this weekend. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you, Liz, and thank you all for listening to The Passionate Runner. You can get your full show notes for each episode, including a summary, key takeaways, quotes, and any resources mentioned at runnerclick.com slash podcast. Be sure to follow and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're enjoying the content and getting value from the episodes, we'd really appreciate it if you leave a rating and review at ratethispodcast.com slash The Passionate Runner. We'll be sure to read those out on future episodes. See you next time.